The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. And now it's time for the Mr. Nelson Show. Welcome to yet another Mr. Nelson Show. This will be our Wednesday episode. Uh, episode, uh, what is it, 135? Yeah, yeah, 135. Well, oh, well, let's see. Oh, yeah, breaking. Uh, Secretary of State Rex Tillerson has been fired. What? Well, you know, this is so typical because... You know, it's so chaotic at that Trump administration. Oh, it no, can't you keep didn't. anybody there. It's like, boy, shows you what you know. He oh. keeps hiring people he doesn't even like, and he boots them out. I mean, what the deal? Maybe they needed booting. <laughs> you know, you don't excuse anything. Uh, well, Lefty, uh, Red, in his own way, has kind of stumbled in probably the truth here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing about Trump. Uh, that differentiates him from his predecessors it is, is that insanity. he understands managerial skill because oh, that's, that's basically what he's been doing. What? Uh, and a part of the main job of that is hiring and firing. Amen. So when someone isn't performing, they got to go. Amen. Now, in, the, in this case, uh, you had Rex Tillerson, and he basically spelled out uh, to the press what the problem was, and they uh, were at odds. Over the Iran deal. And uh, Tillerson wants to keep it. Uh, Trump uh, wants to uh, uh, scrap it. And so on something that serious, uh, you can't have, uh, you know, stark uh, uh, differences like that uh, between your boss and and yourself. Trump's just a jealous, warmongering creep. No, you didn't. Obama saved the world from potential nuclear war in the Middle East. He grabbed his ankles and did nothing. Do all that and put us all in danger. No, man. Look what he's doing North Korea. You see? He didn't do it the Obama way and the the previous ways and Jimmy Carter way and all that crap where you just grab your ankles and hope they like you. Hope they get sweet. Once you do that, they don't respect you. What? Trump knew how to speak the language that little creep over there in North Korea understood. Which was, you better settle down, little fatty, or we're going to burn your old goddamn country off the map. Oh, my God. That's horrible. Well, yeah, that's the idea. It got to be horrible to scare them. It worked. (laughs) They were so scared. They said, hey, we'll denuclearize, and we can have a little chit-chat about that. He needs to do the same with Iran. Oh, my God. Oh, jeez. Yeah, you know, in, in that conference, he, you know, he says, oh, he's going to put his CIA director uh, in charge there. And yeah. he says, oh, yeah, and sometimes we don't get along or agree or whatever. And, and But I like that because I want to hear all the ideas. And that contradicts yeah, his but- reasons for getting yeah, much like Red, uh, Trump uh, doesn't uh, quite relate well what? Uh, what his intentions, but when you consider uh, the gravity of something as disagreeing over the Iran deal, 
that's uh, something that uh, the relationship just couldn't really survive something that start. Well, uh, whereas uh, a disagreement here or a disagreement over uh, the tone or what have you, uh, where you're uh, trying to convince uh, the president or this or that and behind closed doors is perfectly normal and happens all the time. And so, uh, but when it's that extremes, uh, they, it's understandable that he would move forward from, uh, or move on from that with someone else. And uh, it seems Pompeo seems to be on the page here, oh, uh, especially with his approach to the North Koreans. Oh, no. And Red's right. He should take the same approach <laughs> with the Iranians. No, that's, right. that's terrible. No, oh, my God. He needs to take them towels and whip <laughs> the shit out of them <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my <laughs> God. <laughs> that is so disrespectful. Yep. But so Typical of such a bigoted attitude as yours, Red, about a different well, culture that you hate because it's different. Yeah, I'm tired of their uh, bigotry being bigoted against me because they uh, want their bigotry killed. No, yeah. Well, uh, it, it, yeah, lefty, uh, the, the Iranian regime, uh, they're Holocaust deniers and they constantly go on and on about the need to exterminate uh, the Jews. Uh, and so, uh, let's be a little clear here as to who the villains are, not to mention, uh, the buckets of American blood they've got on their hands over the years. Don't ever forget. Uh, and they still have yet to pay for that. So, uh, no, uh, making deals with them, uh, grabbing your ankles and allowing a deal in which, yeah, I'm, yes, I'm they will self-inspect certain really? facilities. You? Well, guess what's what? going to be happening at those facilities? Yeah, so this all that deal did was buy them time to develop their nuclear program. No. So I'm yes. not buying any of this uh, and all that business of, uh, of the idea of kowtowing and grabbing your ankles and giving them all the concessions. Stop saying Boy, that. Boy, it worked great with North Korea, didn't it? No, North Korea became a nuclear power. Uh, that was And Bush's now fault. here we are now. What? So, uh, oh yes, uh, Red's right. Yeah. Uh, Trump should take no. the same approach uh, with the Iranians that he apparently has with the North Koreans. I just don't know what to do with you. I don't know what to do. Yeah, anyway, here's a little something that's uh, of interest in the uh, superhero movie world. Uh, this uh, for the DC movies, which continue to struggle against the far okay. more superior, at least out. superior in fan response of Marvel. That's my uh, ride. Although I have enjoyed quite a few aspects of the DC movies, I am in the minority. Uh, but meanwhile, uh, there's been talk of the Flash movie for a long time. It's actually supposed to have already been done and oh, no, out really this year. <laughs> Not going to happen. What? Haven't even started filming yet. Oh, so uh, after the problems with uh, Batman versus Superman and then Justice League, there's been a lot of talk of, well, they need to start over, what have you, and scrap it and all that. But they're too far in to do that uh, smoothly. I mean, there's just no way. Because they already got the Wonder Woman movie, and Wonder Woman was their big hit. That's oh, their, yeah, that uh, was you know, fantastic. Undeniable, uh, so strong. Big hit. 
Uh, Jeez, what? what is this? Don't it's call not me. In the middle of a rant. It could be red. He just left there. Sorry about that. Uh, no, I'm not going to edit that out because I'm too lazy and tired. Uh-huh, to do typical. Otherwise. Anyway, typical. Uh, so uh, and of course they've got Aquaman and uh, what's the other one? Oh, Shazam uh, coming now. I, Shazam, I suppose, is the newest one. Well, it is. Uh, but uh, I, I'm. I assume that they're going to keep that one in and mention it with a little few Easter eggs that it's part of this expanded universe deal for DC superheroes. So because uh, Aquaman and Wonder Woman are already established that way. So they'll keep going. And and then after Shazam, I think Flash is supposed to be the movie. And for a while we thought, oh, it'll just be a Flash origin movie type thing in the hopes that they could get a trilogy of Flash films out of that and so oh, on and so forth. But they've great. had trouble getting it off the ground. They've had a couple of directors come and go uh, for whatever reason. And I suspect it's because Warner Brothers just keeps meddling so much so with their films. Apparently, they're the oh, worst boy. at it. A lot of studios do this with their directors. They just won't leave them to their own devices. Exactly. And for Warner Brothers, it's it's pretty much uh, you see the results. Uh, a lot of people oh, put all the blame on Zack Snyder. And some well, of that goes to him, I'm sure. But yeah, well, not to the extent that they've uh, dumped on him and quite frankly uh the batman versus superman and certainly justice they just weren't really his films they would not leave it alone they kept screwing with it and uh there's a lot of story there coming out now that they just they, they thought it was too dark and too depressing and so they decided that they wanted to scrap that they got whedon in uh to uh make uh, it light well, and humorous and try yeah, to make it look like the no marvel good. movies and all that sort of thing you can't him, do but... that after the fact. I mean, uh, Whedon himself was begging them to cancel the release date and let him try to build something out of this that's oh, completely really? new. And primarily one of the problems with, of course, Henry Cavill's mustache. <laughs> he what? had a mustache. He couldn't shave it because he was still filming the Mission Impossible movie. And so they used this digital crap, uh, which, boy, they should have just used the deep fakes app because, I mean... <laughs> Oh, it's far boy. superior oh. to the millions of dollars they spent on this ridiculous technology to digitally color over uh, a flesh tone over his mustache, which just made him look like some, a bee stung his face or something. Uh, <laughs> so and that's just one of many of the screw ups here. And the, but the whole idea is uh, it's too late in the game after the movie has been shot to just say, well, let's do it again. You uh, And to get it released at its release date. Uh, a similar thing has happened with the solo film, but in that case, they had time uh, to to do it. And so uh, whatever, I don't it's know if the, the, the original film they shot with the with the brothers, are they? Are they are, are not brothers, are Lord and Miller, I forget. I the directorial know. team that they fired, but it was mostly done and then Ron Howard came in, and basically the word is he's had to completely reshoot an entirely different movie. Uh, but uh, Disney's got the money for that, and they also had, more importantly, the time. So, meanwhile, uh, Justice League uh, needed to be delayed yet again in order for this to try to work out. The result wasn't as bad as people say it is. I actually enjoyed the movie, even though it has some pretty bad weaknesses in it. Not just the mustache. <laughs> I'm talking plot-wise. But sorry, overall, uh, it needed to be delayed 
But they didn't because Warner Brothers are stupid. And apparently, uh, Sujihara, the guy in charge, uh, needed it to come out by the end of the year because that would have uh, increased his bonus to have the films out on time or some such nonsense like that. Uh, so he didn't really give a crap. <laughs> it's meanwhile, so back to the Flash. One of the plot ideas for the Flash movie, and it's been said that they're going to call it Flashpoint. Well, Flashpoint in the DC comics, well, no this goes back that. a couple of years now, uh, was a series they did to reboot the entire line of the uh, DC comic superheroes, oh. uh, where they shrunk down the history of their DC uh, universe story to five years, so that all the superheroes were younger, uh, they started over, everything changed, and they all had new and different outfits and all that crap. Uh, but it oh, all began with this story of the Flash, in which uh, the Flash's mother uh, was murdered when he was a child, but it turns out she was murdered by one of his supervillains from the future. He went back to get revenge on the Flash and ended up killing his mother. And uh, the Flash's father uh, was uh, 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 accused of the crime and sent to prison, even though you know they know he didn't do it. Uh, and the Flash has been struggling to try to clear him all this time. So eventually he just decides to go back in time and prevent the murder from ever happening. Uh, okay. And as a result, uh, everything changes. Could you get uh, to the point when the Flash point? wakes up, his mother's still alive and, and all that. And he's all, like, oh, this is great. But he doesn't have any Flash powers and the rest of the world is very, very different. A war has broken out from Aquaman's Atlantis against Wonder Woman's Amazons and they're just they're fighting over Europe and England and all this it's all very much devastated and everything there's no Superman no one has ever even heard of him no one knows where he is there's a Batman but he's very different and mysterious and that's what brings us to this interesting story here oh finally uh Jeffrey Dean Morgan who plays Negan on The Walking Dead played uh, Thomas Wayne, Batman, Bruce Wayne's father what? in Batman versus Superman. So there was a brief oh, scene yeah. of the scene where Batman's parents gets killed. Oh, well, right. that's uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan playing to his father, Thomas Wayne. Interestingly enough, another Walking Dead alum, Maggie, <laughs> uh, she's great. Uh, she's played so great. Uh, uh, Martha Wayne. Uh, so that's kind oh, of interesting that, there, because right. <laughs> since oh, Negan yeah. killed Maggie's uh, husband in The Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, oh. Mm. so uh, oh, yeah. in the Flashpoint world, sure uh, the Bat. new the Batman of that existence is actually Thomas Wayne, uh, because little Bruce Wayne died in the shootout, oh. and... Uh, Probably would have been a better story if the mother had died as well, but she what? doesn't. She goes crazy and becomes the Joker of that world. Yeah, that's, oh, that's pretty so stupid. progressive. Uh, but anyway, Joker, if yeah. they follow with this story, then Jeffrey Dean Morgan uh, would be the guy they would go to to play Batman uh, in this movie. So uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan on Flashpoint says playing Batman would be a thrill of a lifetime. This according to Heroic Hollywood. Um, so okay. Uh, should the film stay true to the source material, Flashpoint, uh, it would feature the Flash in an alternate timeline after returning to the past to save his mother. Yeah. And when uh, this one, Thomas Wayne becomes Batman. And through most of the story, the Flash and this Batman work together to try to restore the timeline back to the way it was uh, and fix what the Flash did. And uh, this includes the wrong. Flash's arch enemy, the yeah, reverse Flash, blah, 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 really like uh, all that stuff. But anyway, love you, Scott Bakula. so uh, would uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan be interested? Well, he says he would be. And in fact, 
he says that he talked about playing Batman with Zack Snyder oh. uh, when they worked on the Watchmen uh, film. And oh, if you're not familiar right. with that one, uh, it's a groundbreaking uh, series, 12-issue series in 1986 that pretty much shook up the comic book world, written by the eccentric uh, writer, uh, British writer Alan Moore. And the plot of it is not that great, but the atmospherics of it was top notch. It had never been done before, and it was all very well, you know, structured. Well, nothing's good. Uh, well, that for became you. the movie, and the, the best way to watch the movie is to get the ultimate cut because the whole story is complete in there. Again, it's another Zack Snyder movie that people crapped on, but I think, look, it's about as close as an adaption of a comic book story you're going to get. I and well, uh, yeah, it's pretty. Uh, faithful to it I, and so i don't know I, I don't know why people hated it so much uh it, it, watchman is not so much an action adventure story it's it, it's more well, a morality tale so. and yeah. uh kind of like a uh, an essay on uh, old age yeah. and depression eventually <laughs> and yeah, stuff yeah, like that uh but anyway so uh, uh morgan uh, revealed that they talked about it and he said i'm not gonna lie zach sander and i talked about doing batman together when we did Watchmen, I think it was both his, uh, he and I's uh, favorite uh, character and favorite story. Now I'm thinking they were talking then about uh, Dark Knight Returns, which is the other groundbreaking story from 1986, which is the Frank Miller. They had, you know, had turned oh, Batman yeah. back to his that, dark roots and all fan, that sort of stuff. Fan, uh, but that's an older Batman and stuff like that. So he probably good. saw uh, Dean uh, J uh, Morgan as uh, an actor to play that role because Zack Snyder had mentioned interest in doing that movie. He ended up putting those elements in Batman versus Superman, but... Looking back at that, I think it probably would have been better if he had done a full-blown adaption <laughs> of Dark Knight Returns. Done it at all. But anyway, uh, so, uh, yeah, and so, but Morgan was tight-lipped on whether or not he would get the chance to don the cape and cow and confirming how much the opportunity would mean to him. Uh, he says, we'll see. I mean, look, DC is DC, and they'll and figure out the what they're going to do next, but I'm highly aware of the character. I will say that well, I'm highly yeah, aware of the character, and I would probably it would probably red. be a thrill of a lifetime yeah. uh, to put on the bat suit. So, what Adam West would do uh, yeah, so, and, and I'm gathering from this that oh, he's aware yeah. of the character I, in this particular yeah, story like where he would play uh, Batman's father <laughs> in an alternate reality where Batman's Don't father became Batman. And once the Flash reveals to him what the world that he came from, uh, that his son lived and became, you know, Batman and all that, well, of course. Uh, Thomas Wayne wants his son to live, so he'll do anything to restore that's, it back so he helps touching. the Flash really uh, achieve sweet. that. Now, another little interesting thing, we'll end on this. Uh, uh, one of the theories Wait, is, of course, that God. Ben Affleck doesn't want to be Batman anymore, and he, I wish he would just make his decision because it's kind of been a, a him and Hall thing. Yeah, and I don't know, maybe he wants more money. I don't know what the deal is. If you he's want to leave, drunk, leave. Uh, he's got some contractual ob obligations. I think it would be one more film, and it would probably be fulfilled for whatever cameos he would have in this film. And so oh, the nice. idea would be that he's Batman at the beginning of the movie, then it's the alternate world that the Flash is flung into, and he has to work with the new 
or the Thomas Wayne version of Batman, and then he succeeds, and the universe is brought back together. However, in the comic book series, it time-warped the whole world so that even though the Flash managed to get the timeline back pretty much the way it was, there was a lot of drastic differences, and soon his own mind adapted to that timeline to where he didn't recognize how different things were. So when he gets back, his, his the only thing you could tell in the comic book was that his costume looked different, and Batman's costume looked different and all that but uh, he arrives and batman asks him is anything well is anything different and he says no i don't think so but of course by then he couldn't tell anymore well if they end the movie that way you could have a scene where the flash ends up back at the bat cave to talk to batman about what just happened and uh, the batman asks him is anything different and you could have a scene where the batman takes his mask off and instead of uh, ben affleck it's Jake Gyllenhaal, the actor oh! that's been rumored to replace him. Oh, <laughs> so that would be uh, it would be a cool little nod yes. and a good, funny and clever little way to do oh, that if that's where they're know, going. And so from then on, now. the movies would look very oh, different uh, in tone and what have you. Because apparently they want a more lighter tone. They want Superman to be more bright and everything. Well, yeah. The thing about the Superman movies, I, I figured had they given it a chance that uh, Superman would have gotten there, but uh, they didn't give him the trilogy that Zack Snyder was working for. Oh, I think the bad. idea was coming out of Nolan's Dark Knight uh -huh. trilogy, and Nolan was the original producer on those films. They came to him to look, and he hired Zack Snyder to do it. And the idea was to have oh, a Superman great. series grounded in a real world. And so when you see the massive destruction and whatnot in that Man of Steel movie... That's how it would be. I don't know how you argue otherwise. <laughs> and so it's kind of, yeah, hey, you want superheroes? Well, be careful what you wish for. And Superman yeah, is yeah. also in that movie uh, new and wet behind the ears there. So that's why it's kind of bad. By the time you get to where he's fully Superman and he's a veteran superhero, uh, he's figured out how to, how to do it right and uh, try to avoid uh, the damages that could come from that uh, once he's in full command of his powers and all that. So, so on the job training. For yeah. But it, it just wasn't given a chance. And I, it, the That's whole, that bad. whole Snyder thing is done. I don't see any of that coming back. There's talk about the Snyder cut, even if the Snyder cut gets released, which I'm dubious, but I, I wish it would, but oh, for uh, Justice I, I don't right. think that means, Oh, they're going to bring him back to do another movie. And, all, and I no, I don't think so. Uh, there's too, there's a lot oh, of bad yeah. blood there. And especially when they use the death of his daughter, Oh, oh boy, God. boy, that's <laughs> that's yeah, pretty low. rotten. So anyway, that could be what becomes uh, of the Flash. So it's an interesting thing, and if they're gonna do it, uh, that would be a cool way to do it. Sounds which probably like means they the won't movie. do it <laughs> that way. If there's a way to screw it up, Damn. Warner Brothers will find out. Uh, if there's still a Warner Brothers by then, uh, and the what? other story is, of course. The AT&T and Time Warner merger is in trouble, and if that doesn't go through, you could see the characters sold off to different studios, and that means no more shared universe. So, oh, my God. Uh, stay tuned for that. So there you go. Oh, uh, uh, there's yeah. my rant on uh, the DC yeah. uh, superhero cinematic universe. Well, you know, well, that's really interesting over. about Jake Gyllenhaal uh, taking over mm. from Ben Affleck, because, yeah. you know, 
Like I said, he's my favorite actor ever since, uh, well, one of my favorite actors ever since he did that amazing, beautiful performance in Brokeback Mountain. Oh, God. That was something. Oh. But you know, what's even more interesting is that if he ends up being Batman, it's it's like a, a, a six degrees of Batman or something, you know, like a small world, because uh, the poor late Heath Ledger, you know, he played the Joker in those Dark Knight movies. Oh, God. Yeah, that's right, Lefty. That's a uh, yeah, good call there. Yeah. You know, you waste my time with this crap. I take a break to go get beer, and I come back, and you're still going on about this stupid crap. And what do I get? I get reminded of the gay cowboy movie. I mean, what are you trying to do to me? You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. This is Angvir, a colony of beautiful women in a strange dimension of time and space. Fairest of them all is Zeta, the leader of the community with mysterious, unworldly powers. But on Earth, there is villainy afoot as the totally unscrupulous Major Burden seeks to acquire the secrets of their society. The Major's archenemy, Special Agent James Word, also has more than a passing interest in the Angvian. Always on the hunt for eligible young women, the Angvians resort to kidnapping. Such is the strange, compelling story of Zeta One. I love two things. A, I want to know what that information was. B, I want to know who kidnapped her. I don't even know what she looks like. Me is what's happened to our girl Edwina. It would appear that she was kidnapped. Edwina was being processed for her new life in Angby, but was a most unwilling subject. <laughs> Meanwhile, with great debris, James Word was playing a dangerous game. I'll tell you what we'll do. Straight cut. If you win, we do what you want to do. If I win, we do what I want. Major Burden was enjoying the pleasure of the hunt. We'll have one minute clear, and then we shall follow you. Fun, eh? Gita 1 is where the action is. <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> Why, this is Flash Gordon, Space Soldiers Conquer the Universe, Chapter 1, as riffed by yours truly. <laughs> Slow down a minute, is what? Oh, just think of it as Mr. Nelson. Oh, yeah, yeah, Flash Gordon. Yes, you've probably seen some of these before, as several of this serial have been at the beginning of many of the other movies that I've riffed at my Selfie store. Uh, yes, no, but of course, full yet. films are $1.75. But if all you want to do is see Flash Gordon, well, you can do that too. And only for 90 cents. Oh man, that sounds like a sweet deal! Yes, yes it is. Right now you can head over to selfie.com slash Nelson. That's S-E-L-L-F-Y dot com slash N-A-I-L-S-I-N. It's just that simple. And there you'll find Chapter 1 of Flash Gordon, Space Soldiers Conquer the Universe, Chapter 1. Yes, in Chapter 1, Flash tries to stop Ming's spaceship from pissing all over the Earth. Wait, what? Ha ha ha! 
Well, not exactly. But of course, that's a typical nail-set interpretation of all these crappy old films. Yes, so without further ado, I must give you warning! Due to an extreme lack of talent, bathroom humor is deployed throughout the film. <laughs> you mean like fart noises and toilet flushes? <laughs> Yes, along with inappropriate laugh tracks, cartoon sound effects, and public domain music from such sources as Kevin MacLeod. It's all there for you if we're only 90 cents. Oh man, we're gonna get it again? <laughs> well, you head over to the Nelson Theater Store at selfie.com. Selfie.com slash Nelson. That's S-E-L-L-F-Y dot com slash N-A-I-L-S-I-N. Yes, it's just that simple. Nelson Theater is a proud sponsor of the Mr. Nelson Show. Because if Mr. Nelson doesn't sponsor the Mr. Nelson Show, who will? And now it's time for The Rules. Kazir and Ghazala Khan lost their son in the Iraq War. They opposed Donald Trump's presidential campaign due to his proposed ban on Muslims entering the U.S. Their protest was both passionate and profound. And as Steve Bennon of MSNBC said, Kaiser Khan's words won't soon be forgotten. Meanwhile, Pat Smith lost her sunshine at the Benghazi attack. She posed Hillary Clinton her refusing security requests and lying about the attack. Whatever. Uh, and in the words again of Steve Bennett of MSNBC, the RNC manipulated the pain of a grieving mother for partisan gain. Conclusion. Democrats good. Republicans bad. Well, yeah. I mean, come on. These are the rules. I do not make the rules, but like you, I am forced to live under them. Like the sound of my voice? Yes, you know you do, and you want to hear it in the best way possible. So why not get yourself some headphones and accessories from Tweaked Audio? Key features include eight colors and styles, mic'd and non-mic'd versions, designed to sound great for music and talk. Noise-reducing design with a lifetime warranty. So head over to tweakedaudio.com and use discount code Mr. Nelson at checkout for 33% off and free worldwide shipping. That's Mr. Nelson. M-R-N-A-I-L-S-I-N. It's not case-sensitive, but it is all one word. That's tweakedaudio.com. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. And now, it's time for The Good Doctor. Previously on The Good Doctor, toilet paper tycoon Victor Hangenbottom has passed away, but not before making certain secret arrangements with Dr. Phil Good. Secret arrangements, which to this moment remain secret. Meanwhile, Dr. Feelgood's feelings for receptionist Salad Green have intensified. And although Salad herself rejected his advances, she finds herself unable to rid her mind of images of Dr. Feelgood. 
And it is Dr. Feelgood that we find making his rounds at the Creepington Clinic, where he encounters his senior partner, Dr. Dick Boner. Phil. Hey, Phil. Phil. What's this crap about you overseeing Victor Hangenbottom's care at the end? Well, Dick, Victor asked for me, and so I obliged. After all, you did say, the customer's always right. <laughs> customer's always right. I'm on to you, buddy. Yeah, I'm on to you. Dr. Boner, I... Oh, I'm salad. sorry. Uh, I'll come back later. No, no, Salad, wait, wait, wait. Uh, salad, come on. Doctor... I'm done with Boner here. Come on, let's step into my office. I don't we know. We really need to talk. Oh, damn. <laughs> oh, boy, making moves on the receptionist. Pretty typical, Phil. Pretty typical. If only Janie could see you now. Oh, oh, well, here she comes now. Hey, Janie. Interesting email I got the other day. Oh. Made for some great bathroom reading material. <laughs> Shut up, Dick. Just tell me where my husband is. Phil? Why, uh, he's busy in the office, Janie girl. <laughs> Uppity bitch. Wish I could see the look on her face when she walks in there. Payback's a bitch, Phil. And in the office of Dr. Feelgood. Come on, Salad. Why have you been avoiding me? Uh, it's just... Um... Be because of this... What the hell? Uh, oh my god! It's not what it looks like! Uh, uh, save it! Oh, I should have known better with you, Phil. I mean, no surprise there. But you, you, you little four-eyed slut! I take you into my home, and then you stab me in uh, the back uh, with my own husband? Oh, we're so oh, done, no. bitch! Meanwhile, in an undisclosed location, this entire shocking episode has been secretly monitored. You, you little four-eyed slut! Uh-oh. Uh, attention! Attention! This is a code red! Code red in Dr. Feelgood's office! Code red! Suddenly, Dr. Good's office is flooded with a strange gas from the air vent. <coughs> what the hell? <coughs> what the hell? <coughs> What's going on? <coughs> For several long minutes, Dr. Good and the two ladies lie motionless, unconscious, on the floor of Dr. Good's office. Then, a bookshelf slowly moves forward, revealing a secret passageway, unbeknownst to all of Creepington Clinic, but the three strange individuals who emerge from the secret passageway. They are led by a woman with close-cropped blonde hair wearing sunglasses and a black, form-fitting outfit, followed by two very large men, also in sunshades and black outfits. <sighs> All right, uh, wipe their memories of today and try not to lobotomize any of them. All right, get to it. Gentle. Gentle, what's going on? What happened here? Oh, it's just a clean-up job, Spawn. Our little mice got a little off-script. But don't worry, we'll be back to business tomorrow. Hmm. See, no damage done, I suppose. No, 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 it's all right. You just gotta trust me, Salmon. Oh, I do, gentle, gentle. Uh, no, no harm done. I'll leave you to your work. Thanks, Salmon. I do so love my work. And I especially can't wait to get to work on you, Jane. Hmm. Secret Pasha's Ways. The gassing of a doctor and his staff. What's going on here? 
what's going on with attorney Salmon Spawn, who appears to be more than he seems? And just who is this mysterious woman, gentlemental? Hmm, well, perhaps, or perhaps not, these answers and more will be answered in future episodes of The Good Doctor. The Good Doctor is a Nelson production, written and performed by me, Douglas Nelson. Incidental music is provided by Kevin McLeod and other public domain sources. Hooey! Where could I get a shirt like that? <laughs> oh, you need only look at the Mr. Nelson stores and shops. Stores and shops? You mean there's more than one? That's right. You see, you can go to the Mr. Nelson store at Zazzle.com where there's all sorts of hats and shirts and sweaters and other good things like that with all kinds of Nelson art. And of course, the Mr. Nelson show logo. Or you can head over to Society6 for the other Mr. Nelson store where there again, more articles and apparel and other nice little things with Nelson art all over them. And last but not least, you can head to the Teespring store, the Mr. Nelson shop, where, yes, you guessed it, more Nelson shirts and mugs and stickers and other great cool things of Nelson art all there for you. So, of course, the choice is yours. The stores are many. So look up Mr. Nelson stores at Mr. Nelson shop at Society6Zazzle.com and Teespring.com. Oh, man, I can't wait! <laughs> yeah, well, don't. Next time on My Brother's Keeper. Hey, where the They don't mean anything, you know Where the the mayonnaise? We gotta have mayonnaise somewhere in this house. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. Damn it, Daryl. Don't give me no attitude. It ain't yeah, always about Darryl, what you do, but what you allow to happen. Well, what's that supposed to mean? Just now, I sat down in my chair to watch a movie. I had my beer and my chips ready to go. When I saw on the rug a smear of feces... With well, worms uh, crawling uh, in it, uh, I like to gag. <laughs> well, um, uh -huh. Uh -huh. shut up, <laughs> shut up, and answer me this: Did you let that mangy mutt into this house well, after I uh, told you not uh, to? Uh, uh, oh. Answer me, damn it! Brother's Keeper on TLC. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. Well, I think that's enough for this episode of the Mr. Nelson Show. We'll see you uh, next Saturday. In the meantime, uh, do follow the Reverend Bob Levy on Twitter. To find out all the information you can make, uh, if you're in the New Jersey area, you can go to the Stress Factory show at April 10th, where uh, comedians Jim Norton, Jim Florentine, Artie Lang, 
uh, Rich Voss and Vinnie Brand will be there uh, to uh, do a benefit show for the Reverend Bob Levy. Uh, and you can find all the information there to get the tickets. Uh, keep looking out. Check my Twitter page, too, at Mr. Nelson, uh, where I'll keep retweeting it. Plus the GoFundMe for Bob Levy page. Uh, the goal is $5,000. and uh, I think it's more than halfway there by now. And uh, so you can contribute to that uh, to help out Bob to get the uh, uh, the funds he needs for the uh, surgery he's going to require to help him recover from the injuries he suffered thanks to some idiot drunk driver who slammed into him while he was at a red light. Uh, so through no fault of his own, uh, you know, uh, uh, he's all messed up. So so help out the good Reverend Bob Levy, because Bob uh, got me into this uh, business, uh, <laughs> such that it is. Uh, and because uh, I probably wouldn't have been as confident enough to even try uh, you know, I think I had an idea about doing the night night uh, episodes and that's it uh, uh, just on my own. And it would have just been this silly little hobby uh, that probably no one would have noticed. And but uh, in, in becoming uh, Twitter pals with uh, Bob uh, and then uh, he, you know, discovered my voice and what have you and all that sort of thing. Uh, you know, he said, yeah, you really need to get into this. And, uh, we ended up becoming part of the Bob Levy show and so on and so forth. And yeah, well, here we are. So, uh, and Bob has a knack for that. Uh, he's, he's kind of tutored a lot of different comedians, uh, and into the business and whatnot. He's got an eye for people who ha have some amount of talent, uh, for, uh, entertainment and what have you. And, uh, so, uh, and he's, he's, you know, he's discovered quite a few talents out there. So it's an interesting thing about him. And a lot of these people, uh, do owe him a debt of gratitude, uh, for, for that alone, uh, if not more. Uh, and of course, Bob's always, uh, been involved in helping people. Uh, he's been big, uh, very passionate on uh, helping veterans because there's a lot of sad stories out there that shouldn't be, uh, but they are. And uh, he had got to have organizations like the Warrior Point that uh, Warrior Point that he worked with, and uh, and so so you, you just you know whatever you can contribute, it doesn't have to be a whole lot. You know, it's what you can, and uh, you know, show some appreciation for uh, our pal, uh, the Reverend Bob Levy, uh, because without whom. Uh, there wouldn't have been a Mr. Nelson show. I don't think so. So uh, get well soon, Bob. I wish I could go to the show, but as the schedule is, I can't. I just, every opportunity <laughs> comes, cause I still have yet to meet with all the people I'm involved with in person. It's all Skype and Twitter and phones and all that. And so someday... Uh, some way, I will have to make the trek to the great east coast of uh, New Jersey and New York and uh, visit with all those guys. So, uh, but uh, this would have been a really great time to do it, but uh, I can't. I've got my own health issues to deal with. So, uh, get well soon, Bob. And uh, for everybody, if you love Bob like I do, uh, you'll contribute in whatever way you can. And of course, you can go to the GoFundMe and uh, and uh, pledge or donate uh, to the GoFundMe page to help out with Bob's medical bills, uh, uh, which he will uh, need in order to finally uh, recover 
from this uh, terrible uh, accident and the injuries that it resulted in. So help out, Bob. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening, and we'll do it again Saturday for another exciting episode of The Mr. Nelson Show. Good night, everybody. The views and opinions expressed during the Mr. Nelson Show do not necessarily reflect those held by RadioMisfits.com. So, any complaints and or comments should be sent to at Mr. Nelson on Twitter, where they will be promptly ignored and or blocked. Take them towels oh. and whip the shit out of them oh. shit. <laughs> oh my <laughs> God, that is so disrespectful. Yep. But so.